Welcome to I Love This Thing So Freaking Much, a podcast about passion. My name is Sophie Katz, and today I am joined by Guile, who is a writer of poetry, original fiction, fan fiction, and any other kind of writing you can imagine. They have a graduate degree in film and TV, and they regularly lecture at sci-fi and fantasy conventions. Welcome to the show, Guile. Hi, nice to be here. <laughs> nice to have you here. So here's how this works. Guile will have three minutes to talk about something that they love. This can be a person, place, thing, concept, activity, anything they want. Our only requirement is that he loves it wholeheartedly and wants to tell us why. Are you ready, Guile? Yes. All right. Got my timer here. Now, what do you love so freaking much? So uh, the answer is superheroes and comic books and comic books about superheroes. This interest has been a big interest of mine for several years now. I started reading comic books, you know, in, in like 2015. And obviously everybody grew up with superhero movies and superhero media and whatnot. But it was really when I got into the Jewish history of the medium and the Jewish themes in the medium specifically that I really, really got into it. And there's been a lot of research that I've done over the past few years about this. And it really just starts with the historical reality of New York in the 30s, having a like a considerable population of first and second generation immigrant Jews from East Europe. A lot of them had vague memories or no memories at all of the old world. And they were growing up in the United States as foreigners because you know, the situation then was just very different from what it is now. And they ended up creating the comic book industry because simply put, there was a lot of anti-Semitism and nobody really wanted to give them any jobs. And so my basic claim is that it's not just like a coincidence that Jews created comic books and then there were superheroes. I think that the very ideas of superheroism, the way that they're presented are inherently Jewish. I think that there's a lot of parallels, not just to like the obvious stories like the golem, but like the sages and Abraham and figures like that from Jewish history and Jewish mythology, that the way that they're presented and the way that their values are presented are very similar to the heroism values that we find in comic books and in superheroes, which is specifically the action of it. And I know that that sounds like very obvious. Obviously, superheroes move and do stuff and save people. But like when you see Christian historical figures, they're saints they were often self-sacrificial, you know, they died or and came back to life, you know, the whole Jesus thing. We all know the whole Jesus thing, but instead Superman is Moses. Instead, we have characters that are constantly motivated to change the world, which in itself is considered a Jewish value, especially in the modern age, you find a lot of post-war Jewish movements focusing on that for some reason. Um, and I think that the historical reality of Jews having created the comic book industry and superheroes created a version of heroism that- Go ahead and finish your thought. Could not have existed unless it was Jews. Like if it was any other population who had created it, they would have been very different and unrecognizable to us. And that's the basic thesis. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you for telling us about comic books today. I'd always love to. <laughs> that's exactly why this show exists. <laughs> You mentioned that you began reading comics in 2015, but your interest really took off when you noticed the, the connection between Judaism and the comic books and comic book superheroes. Do you remember what were those first comics you were reading or those that first moments that you noticed this connection? So the very first comic I ever read was Watchmen, but that didn't get me into comic books as a whole. I was really invested in the MCU. 
and I heard about the Deadpool movie coming out, which wasn't in the MCU. But I was like, you know what? I really like these TV shows. Daredevil had just come out and Jessica Jones was going to come out. So I was like, I'm going to check out some comics. So either Jessica Jones, at, well, the original Alias series, or Deadpool 2012, one of those was my first ever comic. And both of them are phenomenal. I was becoming more and more active in Juice spaces online as I graduated high school around 2016. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just very natural for me to, when I'm developing this interest of mine, to look for the Jewish subtext and find the Jewish history. And people were talking about it. I feel like people were, have, have always talked about the Jewish history of comics. There's a lot of books on the subject. The other day I got a message from my dad because his friend had heard that I'd done this lecture on this subject a few years ago. And he said, well, have you heard about from Krakow to, Ka to Krypton? And I'm like, have I heard of from, from Krakow to Krypton? Not only did I read <laughs> it way back then, I think it's one of the most shallow takes you could have on the subject. And I have extreme criticism of this book. Like it's a good starting place because it's very shallow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah because it doesn't really concern itself with the actual themes of the work, but rather more like objective facts, it's a good jumping off point. Because like, yeah, Spider-Man is Jewish coded because he's from New York and because he is from an area that was historically Jewish and that he uses Yiddish and he says Happy Hanukkah and all of these things. But he's also Jewish coded because like if you read life story, you see that his values align incredibly close with Judaism. The idea of responsibility in Spider-Man's comics is very Jewish because it's tied to who Peter is rather than who Spider-Man is. Very early on, the with great power, there must therefore come great responsibility line was attributed to Uncle Ben, who must have therefore said it before he died and before Peter becomes Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. So Spider-Man's great power is not tied to his powers because Ben didn't know that he had powers. It's tied to every single person's responsibility to better the world, which all goes back to what I was saying, which is that Jewish values have less to do with sacrifice and more to do with we have to better this world now, right? Yeah, we're talking about Tikkun Olam here. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about Tikkun Olam, but we're also talking about bigger things like Tzedakah. I think Tzedakah, which is the value of giving stuff away, basically, like giving to the poor or giving to your neighbor. I think that that's more important than Tikkun Olam because Tikkun Olam is like a concept and then Tzedakah is how you do it. And Tzedakah is mandated. It's mandated in Purim. We were required to give to charity in that holiday. Um, and then like when you're rich, when you have big fields, you know, back when Judaism was based off of the idea that you had land, you were required to leave some of that land for people to eat from. You were not allowed to take everything off the land because there were people who didn't own land and you had to give it to them. Mm -hmm. You weren't allowed to let anybody starve. There's a quote from the Mishnah. It's very common in Israel to quote it. He who saves one life has saved an entire world. Mm -hmm. And I have right here a Batwoman elegy, which everybody should read because it is one of the most Jewish comic books ever. It's written by Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka himself is Jewish. Everything I've read by him is masterful. So this is actually very near the end of the comic, so I'm sorry for spoiling it for everybody. <laughs> but basically, we flash back to Kate Kane's decision to become Batwoman. Her dad is a soldier. Kate herself got thrown out for being an out and proud lesbian. And she gets inspired by Batman to 
join in on the fight. And her father says, okay, I'm going to train you. However, make no mistake, you do this, you're going to war. I am now quoting the, the narration. Define the goal, define the objective, define the terms of victory. Because if victory means bringing your mother and sister back, you've already lost. If victory means taking revenge for what happened to them, you've already lost. But if the objective is just to save one life, to protect one innocent, to keep one person from having their life shattered in violence, and to come home alive when you're done, then you can prevail. And there's so many pieces in this that are exactly what I've been talking about, which is doing, but also the idea of saving one life and of specifically not dying while you do it. Mm -hmm. You have to keep at it consistently forever and ever. It's never ending work. And so I think that these panels represent perfectly my thesis, basically. I I mean, I really enjoyed thinking about this, honestly, this, this whole idea that it, it's not just whether or not a character is explicitly textually Jewish one way or another, but it's also that it, it's all tied into why a superhero does what they do. If someone gets these powers, why do they use them to save the world? It's because... Jewishly, there's nothing else that they would consider doing. You know, shows like The Boys or Invincible, and they're like representation of absolute power corrupting absolutely. And I get where people, I get where people are coming from. But so often these people are parodying Superman and they don't understand what Superman is. Because Superman is not absolute power. That's not what he is. Like, yeah, it ended up retroactively being like that because he's so overpowered by virtue of having been the first one and people didn't know. I mean, he, he, he can fly, he's strong, you can't hurt him, like, like that's a lot of power. Yeah, exactly. So he is overpowered in that sense, but he's not motivated by that power. If he had no power at all, he would still go out and help people. And the Moses metaphor here is very, very important. Superman is Moses. You can compare their backstories and see how entirely the same they are, but they're also the same, not just because of their background, but also because they're flawed people who see injustice and feel the need to correct it. Moses was in an, a position of extreme privilege, right? He was a prince of Egypt. That's absolute power right there. Right, exactly. And he sees a slave of a people that he has, as far as he knows, no connection to. He sees him being beat and he beats that Egyptian to death. He loses his entire status because of this. He gets recognized afterwards as being the guy who freaked out and killed an Egyptian man over a slave's life. Mm -hmm. And he has to run away and he loses everything. He doesn't, he hasn't spoken to God yet. He doesn't have any of the powers that God gives him later. He isn't a leader. He isn't anything. He's just a guy that loses everything because he saw injustice and couldn't help himself. He had to stop it. Maimonides describes this as the first level of prophecy. For him, prophecy isn't even necessarily talking to God, but channeling God through justice, Ooh. which is just such an, an interesting concept. I feel like the same thing is true for Superman, going back to what I was talking about, that Superman wants to do good and he uses the strength that he has to do that as best as he can. The person Clark Kent Cal-El is would be doing whatever he could to help humanity as is. It just so happens to be that what he can do is a lot. Absolutely. 
I recently read the Death of Superman arc and his return and all of that. And by the way, him coming back isn't a Jesus metaphor. And I just have to say this because I don't have time to get into just how much it isn't. But like, because a lot of this stuff is subtext, right? When I say Superman is literally Moses, he is, but also he isn't, he's Superman. And he in himself is an iconic character. And if you're not looking for this stuff, it's very easy to put in your own ideas on what Superman is. Mm -hmm. And if you're Christian, the ultimate hero is the ultimate savior rather than the ultimate leader or whatnot, that's going to be Jesus. So no wonder that in like recent years when Jews are being phased out of leadership positions when it comes to comic books and superheroism, no wonder we get things like Hydra Cap or the Snyderverse because people are simply not respecting what these characters are supposed to represent and what these characters should represent if they're consistent with the writing. Kyle, thank you so much for telling us about something you love today. Thank you so much for having me on. I had a lot of fun. Oh, me too. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. If you'd like to learn more about comic books or our guest, Guile, you can find their link tree in the episode description. And if you have something you love so freaking much you want to tell me all about it, consider this your invitation to join the show. I Love This Thing So Freaking Much is a production of Through the Window Media. This episode was directed and edited by Sophie A. Katz. You can find us at Through the Window on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr. That is T-H-R-O-U, the window, at all those social media sites. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and you'll hear from us again soon.